Oh yeah! Welcome back to another episode of It Can Always Be Worse. So jumping in this episode, like I do every episode, I'm just going to cover some interesting military news that you, you guys may want to hear. Uh, so we've got this guy, Eddie Gallagher. Uh, you may remember him uh, as a Navy SEAL uh, who's caught up in a lot of controversy uh, amongst his leadership as well as his fellow SEALs. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what to make of this. Um, it doesn't look great, though. I would say if you're looking at it from a, from a dark to, let's say, like the yin and yang thing, there's a, but you're on a scale. So, like, on one end, you've got, the like, the far left, you've got, like, the dark side. And on the right side, you've got the, you know, like, the pure, the white, or whatever, the, you know, the good. So, the, the good and the bad. I would say this, this guy seems to lean more on the, on the bad side, the dark side. Uh, but, uh, I, I, this is just me on looking, you know. But, um, so he made it through his trial, and I believe he was the guy that uh, that Trump uh, gave that pardon to. I believe could be wrong, uh, but all the same. Uh, so he has come out with a book, uh, and he is ready for some scorched earth relationships here. Uh, so the the title of this this article is Eddie Gallagher versus the world after war crimes trial notorious seal is out to settle scores. This is from Stephen Losey again. Uh, so beta male cowards weak entitled millennials not real seals, not real Navy seals. In a new book in media appearances, that's how retired seal Eddie Gallagher describes the former teammates who accused him of war crimes, including stabbing a wounded Islamic State prisoner to death and sniping at civilians during a tumultuous deployment to Iraq in 2017. Nearly two years after his acquittal at court-martial on most charges, he was found guilty of posing for a photo with a prisoner's corpse. Chief Petty Officer Gallagher is out to set the record straight as he sees it. But while Gallagher denies his teammates' accusations, the way he describes it, that prisoner's final moments of life and the medical treatment he and his platoon provided has raised fresh questions. So to to go down the um, – I'll just run it down for you because it's a rather lengthy article. And if you want to read, uh, read it, uh, you certainly can. I've already given you guys the name of the article and the, and the author. So you guys should be able to find that pretty easy. So Gallagher gets on this this Apple podcast called The Line, and uh, what he basically does is he talks about the the photo that got him in trouble. So there was essentially that the the Bowie knife or the hunting knife, I should say, and he was posing next to a the body of a uh, a prisoner. I guess. Um, and so in a discussion about that particular photo, uh, they discussed the how Gallagher and his teammates cared for the individual. And the what one of the responses was is that they nursed him to death. So that obviously <laughs> 
that doesn't sound good. <laughs> uh, so the Navy is, is kind of looking into that again. Um, and people feel like uh, the prosecution for that trial, and this is another quote, this verbatim, the word was bungled, um, the, the prosecution. Um, and so after this acquittal, obviously, uh, in, you know, the subsequent writing of this book, Gallagher waited until after everything had sort of settled down before releasing the book, which I guess is a good idea. And, you know, he's, he's very upset at his teammates who he felt betrayed him. Uh, and his wife also echoes, uh, you know, this sentiment in the fact that, you know, the discussion in the, in the book, uh, his wife, provides some of her viewpoint and she basically likens him to the character of Job in the Bible in terms of like a lot of bad things are happening. Uh, his friends essentially turn their backs on him. Uh, and, and of course in the military community, this is a big, this is a big deal, you know, because if you can't trust your, uh, if you can't trust your teammates, uh, who can you trust? Or, you know, like, Things teammate teamwork is going out the window because if I can't trust you to have my back, then uh, then it's it's all downhill from here. So it's it's hard to see, especially with such a tight knit community as the the uh, from what it seems like from all outside perspectives. But I know anything any people who are in combat together certainly have uh, a camaraderie that uh, that rivals anything out there in the world, I suppose. Um, so he goes on and he's got this book that's a 430 pages. Um, I'm sorry. No, it wasn't, it wasn't the, um, it wasn't Job. It was freaking Joseph. Ah, uh, uh, because Andrea Gallagher, she she basically said his brothers betrayed him and sold him into slavery in Egypt. So my bad. I I <laughs> I remembered that wrong. But uh yeah, he goes on to talk about it more. Uh talks about the Obama administration uh and uh he how he changed the focus on instead of winning wars and maintaining the standards for selection a new emphasis on diversity and progressiveness had trickled down into the rank of file. Um, so, chiefs walked on eggshells, worried about offending the seals under under them, fearing retaliation and all that stuff. So, uh, he goes on to talk about his anger or his 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 upset about this, the issues of um, this new sort of. Uh, this is just the, the words that are coming to mind when he, he writes this, but uh, sort of a uh, weak leadership and and weak uh, weak men essentially. That's that's really what it comes down to. That he's his accusation of them. Uh, but now Gallagher apparently holds himself guiltless in all of this. That uh, when they they his team uh, rendered care to this individual. That um, that they took care of him the the best way they can, even though his wounds seem to be fatal. Um, but 
there was another thing that came up too that when they were caring for him, uh, because a intravenous needle through um, through regular artery wasn't possible, they went and did a procedure where they stuck the 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 needle into the bone, the bone marrow, um, which apparently is 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 very painful process and uh, something that uh, supposed to help the. Um, it's supposed to get to the nutrients or, or like that's where the, what the bone marrow is. Provide, it helps create the, uh, the red and white blood cells. Um, and supposedly in this case, it would, the, the medication would get to the individual quicker, uh, even though the individual was, uh, from what this article says, passed out. But um, apparently that falls under um, a really big uh, umbrella of a war crime. Uh, in terms of cruel and unnecessary uh, punishment, not punishment, but, you know, cruel and unnecessary torture or, or causing, inflicting unnecessary pain on onto, a, um, onto an individual. Uh, and the, I guess the last thing is that one of, the, or some team members report that he did uh, insert a breathing tube into into his mouth and throat, uh, but then immediate, I don't want to say immediately, but soon after stabbed him in the neck. Uh, but other teammates say that that didn't happen. So it's just a very convoluted situation uh, and very hard to sort of figure out. You guys make the call on this one. Honestly, it's such a human story that I, th but like I said, if you are asking me, the possibility that he he's guilty of, of this stuff seems pretty high uh, just because of what has been presented. I mean, it's, I don't know. Sometimes people can't help but reveal themselves, if you know what I mean. Just like the way that they phrase things in particular, like the picture, like that too. Like it, the picture says a thousand words and that's why... That's why people were incredulous about it. But Gallagher thought to him, thought, uh, I guess he's been thinking out loud that it's not um, the process. That picture was the prosecutor's best and worst, um, you know, uh, piece of evidence because his whole thing was like, well, yeah, we were all bored and I just wanted to take a picture. So, like, just taking a picture doesn't make me guilty of anything. Um, now, of course, Paired with that story about him stabbing the guy in the neck, it doesn't look good, and and that seems to be the the, the general idea on that one. But um, yeah, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave you guys to just make of it what you will. But that is that is my reading of this particular article here. Um, now on to the next one. So here we come. I wish. Let me go ahead and see if I can I can play this song really quick here. Actually, no, I'm not gonna bring it up. I'm not gonna wait. I wanna see if I can freaking pull up the the uh, the X Files freaking theme song. Um, <laughs> but uh, so the U.S. report uh, this this is another article. U.S. report can't explain UFOs, but says they are likely real and possibly a national security threat. I find this 
it's so crazy because like a few years ago, this was not a thing. Like they, the, the U.S. government still wasn't admitting to it, and there was still a lot of doubt of whether this is this is real. Um, so in this article, they basically go on to say um, there's been 144 uh, sightings, and this is the term that they use: unidentifiable aerial phenomena. That's that's the the exact word that they have or term that they have here. Um, here it is. So I'm I'm gonna do this story with with the X Files theme song in the background. Uh, so yeah, that's what they're calling it now. Uh, UAP. So now, uh, under the current defense deputy defense secretary, uh, Kathleen Hicks. She has ordered the UAP task force to look into this as a possible national security threat. Thank you for that, guys. That's that is awesome. Um, uh, popularly referred to as UFOs, of course, you guys know that. Uh, so the interesting thing too to note is that, uh, and. Uh, I'll extrapolate them from what the article said too. A lot of activity has been seen around training areas. Uh, and yeah, it's predominantly been training areas, but that they say that the possible reason for that is because um, a heightened level of readiness, you know, like this is this is training exercise, so a lot more people are are highly focused on the situation instead of you know the, the converse where, you know, somebody you know given a normal state of you know a normal routine, normal state of things, uh, they may not be paying as much attention to it. So. Aliens are probably out there at this point, and we're trying to figure out friend or foe at this point. So, if I have to put it huh, on the it, it can always be worse scale, uh, let me put it to you this way. It can always be worse in the fact that they could be super violent and just want to kill everybody. So, that's, that. that is my it can always be worse. So, thankfully, they're just, who knows? It seems odd, though, that... that Individuals would, or aliens would probe for a long time. Okay, probe, not the not the opportune word. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it seems interesting to me that they would observe for all this time. Maybe maybe it's all part of the plan, but I, I don't know. It's, it's strange. Um, but I would also note that it is interesting that the, the, the government has sort of uh, gone back a little bit and and st- is is providing all of this information now. So like it's it's almost like doing a a, a one eighty. So I I don't know I don't know where we stand with all this. I, but yeah, so that's that's all I'm going to cover for this guy right here. Super weird stuff. Uh, and here's here's a shout out to my um. Uh, my Air Force people here. So we've got um, 
AC-130 gunship crew gets distinguished flying cross, saving 88 lives in battle. So, you know, you know. Oh, to my, uh, to my freaking airmen over here, my fellow airmen. Uh, so, but first, before I go into this, how cool is their freaking ship name, Ghost Rider? I, I don't know. I don't, it just sounds cool. It's, I mean, of course, it's, you know, like the comic book and the, the guy with the flaming skull or whatever. But come on, would you not want to be a freaking on, on that gunship? That, that sounds freaking cool. Uh, so... Uh, this comes from Oriana Paulik. Uh, I believe I've read stuff from her before. So an Air Force AC-130J Ghost Rider gunship crew was awarded multiple medals this week for providing cover and close air support for Spec Ops personnel during a September 2019 battle in Afghanistan. Five air commandos from 73rd Special Operations Squadron at Hulbert Field, Florida, received the Distinguished Flying Cross which is awarded for heroism for extraordinary achievement during an aero flight. Four others received air medals, given a single act of heroism to those who perform exceptionally while in aerial flight, the service said in a news release. The crew operating as Shadow 71, that's also cool too, by the way, flew nearly two hours supporting American and Afghan Special Forces troops who were ambushed and engaged in a firefight. Um, so, that, that's pretty much the whole story right there. Um, you know, big, big kudos to the, uh, to the 73rd Spec Ops Squadron. Uh, well done to, to everyone involved. Um, some of the names are listed here. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Christopher McCall, Aircraft Commander. Captain Jason Riska, uh, Weapon System Officer. Captain Tyler Larson, Combat Systems Officer. Tech Sergeant Jake Heathcott, Lead Special Missions Aviator Staff. Sergeant Kyle Burden, Sensor Op. Uh, members awarded the Air Medal were Major Brian D. Uh, Corshen, co-pilot, Staff Sergeant Alex Amarles, Special Missions Aviator, Senior Airman Brianna Striplin, Special Missions Aviator, Senior Airman Thomas Fay, Special Missions Aviator. Kudos to them. Uh, fantastic job. It's it's incredible when you get stories like this. So, uh, pretty incredibly crap. Incredibly proud. Incredibly proud of everyone involved. That's that's freaking awesome, you know. But now we're gonna go ahead and switch gears. Uh, I found something funny for you guys today, military history related. So uh, I'm gonna share that with you. Uh, and this segment is gonna be called uh, French Funny. So uh, this comes from uh, this website is uh, neowin.net, uh, and it's sort of like a forum thing here. Uh, the complete his military history of France, and brackets joke. So uh, by Neuroglider, hurrah! So it's posted in two thousand eight, actually. The complete history of the, or I should, I want to read it in the English accent. I think that's going to be that would be pretty funny. The complete military history of France, the Gallicoles. Uh <laughs> Actually, no, I can't because I'm going to laugh and I'm going to break. The Gallic Wars. Lost. In a war whose ending foreshadows the next 2,000 years of French history, France is conquered by, of all things, an Italian. <laughs> Julius Caesar. Hundred Years' War. Mostly lost. Saved at last moment by a schizophrenic teenage girl who inadvertently, <laughs> who inadvertently creates the first rule of French warfare. 
France's armies are victorious only when not led by a Frenchman. The Italian Wars. Lost. France becomes the first and only country to ever lose two wars to the Italians. Oh, God, that's so good. Now, we're now okay, back up. They're talking about the, the post-Roman Empire, okay? Anyway, uh, if I believe so correctly. Well, yeah, it could be, could be. I, I need to know more before they continue. 30 years, what? Hold on. Back up. Wars, wars of religion. France goes 0, 5, and 4 against the Huguenots. Oh, wow. <laughs> 30 years war. France is technically not a participant, but managed to get invaded anyways. Claims a tie on the basis that eventually the other participants started ignoring her. <laughs> war of devolution. Tied. Frenchmen take to wearing red flower pots as chapeau. Meaning hat. The Dutch War, tied. War of the Augsburg League, King William's War, French and Indian War. Lost, but claimed as a tie. Three ties in a row induces deluded frogophiles. The war- <laughs> oh, uh, that one's iffy there. The world over to label the period as the height of French military power. Wow. Wow. <laughs> war of the Spanish Succession, lost. The war also gave their fr- the French their taste of Marlborough, which they have loved ever since. American Revolution. In a move that will become quite fami- familiar to future Americans, France claims a win, even though English colonists saw far more action. This is later known as de Gaulle Syndrome and leads to the second rule of French warfare, France only wins when America does most of the fighting. Oh, that's another good one. French Revolution won, primarily due to the fact that the opposition was also French. <laughs> the Napoleonic Wars. Temporary victories, remember the first rule, due to the leadership of a Cor- <laughs> Corsican who ended up being no match for a British footwear designer. <laughs> oh, the Franco-Prussian War. Lost. Germany plays the role of drunk frat boy to France's ugly girl home alone on a Saturday night. World War I, tied and on the way to losing. France is saved by the United States. World War II, lost, conquered French, liberated by the United States and Britain just as they finish learning the horse vessel song. <laughs> War in Indochina, lost. French forces plead sickness, t- take to the bed Take to bed with the Den Ben Flu. Al- Algerian Rebellion. Lost. Lost marks the first defeat of a Western army by a non-Turkic Muslim force since the Crusades. And pr- produces the first rule of Muslim warfare. We can always beat the French. <laughs> that is terrible. War on terrorism. France. Keeping in mind its recent histories, surrenders to Germans and Muslims just to be safe. Attempts to surrender to Vietnamese ambassador fail after he takes refuge in a McDonald's. Oh, man. (laughs) I think we're going to leave it there. That's that's amazing. Uh, So, two of my own funny stories, and then we're going to call it. Uh, Keep this, yeah, pretty... Keep this pretty good, good time-wise. Uh, so, what barbecue? 
That's uh, huh. that's my own. Th- I have two funny stories. So the first one is what barbecue, and then the second, where, what building. Uh, so the first one. So I was leaving uh, yes, well Friday, Friday, and uh, as I was leaving, uh, we was, I was just discussing with sergeants some of the. Uh, you know, uh, I was asking because I have a, I had a Saturday de- deal or a Saturday detail that I agreed to. So it's essentially work Saturday. So you don't have to work Monday. Um, so, uh, I was trying to figure out where they wanted me to go because no one seemed to know where exactly I was supposed to go to pick up my government vehicle. Um, and I was just walking around and they were showing me the map and trying to, you know, but they didn't know what building to go to. So um, by the end of this, we sort of like figured out that I would just ask a guy who had who'd done it before and very recently. So he could he could sort of tell me where to go. Um, but I guess the funny part comes in because as I'm like almost walking out the door, I have all my stuff ready and I'm just, I'm ready to walk. Uh, when, when somebody says, uh, are you going to the, um, you know, or something, I don't know how they bring it up, but, uh, are you going to the barbecue is, is basically what comes out. Um, and I'm like, uh, what barbecue? And, uh, and yeah, so that's apparently my, my shop had a barbecue that Friday and I had absolutely no idea that that was even happening. Um, there, there, there might've have been a, a little communication, uh, breakdown there, but I just think it's funny because I was like, I, I had made plans and it, now this is with, uh, the Air Force rec center or whatever, like, um, uh, what is it? Information tickets and travel office. And I had made dinner plans uh, to go see dinner theater, uh, go to a dinner theater, I should say. Um, and so I would have had to, to go over there, spend a few minutes, go back, get changed, then go over to the, uh, the, 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 uh, rec center and then meet up for the, um, for the bus. And it could, it can always be worse than the fact that they could have just said like, oh, well, you know, screw you, screw your plans, too bad, so sad. You know, this is work related, so it it comes first before your personal life. Um, But thankfully, my my shops really uh, got a lot of good leadership. And and so they said, uh, oh, if you have plans already, then, then that's cool, you know, like, if we would have given you more time sort of thing, like then, you know, you would, you would have, you would have been expected to go, um, which, which makes total sense to me. Uh, I would have, I would have amended my, my plans had I known that that was on the calendar. Um, and then the second thing. So yesterday, uh, I was tasked with getting the car. No problem there. Um, and then the, the problem was that I didn't know where to go afterwards. Um, now I thought when I talked to the shirt that he was telling me to go to the, the, um, the, the ADA, uh, the, essentially the lawyer's office. Um, and I was waiting there, uh, what I thought was the right, right place. But then the, uh, the individual texted me and was like, Hey, are you coming? And now I've been sitting here for a good 15, 20 minutes at this point, 
Um, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here. Where are you guys? And they're like, oh, we're at the squadron building. And I'm like, what squadron? What the? Why are you guys? And so a long story short, <laughs> uh, a long story short is that I, I forgot what the, like, where the squadron, uh, squadron headquarters thing was. Uh, and you know, the shirt was telling me like, yeah, man, you, you, you know, where my office is. And I was like, I don't know where your office is. I, I haven't been to his office. Um, but it's, but I, I've been to the building before, but I just wasn't thinking of that as being the pickup place. And so I just, I totally blanked on it, you know, the squadron building. So, oh man, it was, it was just so funny because it's like, it's just a comedy of errors. Like, it, it could be worse. Like they could be, they could be super upset and just be like, you know, forget it. We'll get somebody else like yada, yada. But, uh, thankfully everybody was, was, was really, uh, amenable and, you know, just, you know, go with the flow sort of thing. But it wasn't, I wasn't that far off time wise, but it, it was just, you know, a time we could have saved, but we, and besides we, we pulled in, we put in a full day's work anyway, just like, you know, the nature of legal things, you know, it's, it's not a necessarily quick process, but all right, that's going to do it folks. Thank you for, for listening. Please support me any way you can. Uh, just, just send, uh, send me some positive feedback or constructive criticism, any way to improve the show. Uh, but at this point, I'm just asking, uh, people to, to, uh, share the, share this podcast, um, just to let other people know that it's out there and so that I can continue to improve what I offer. So, um, yep. Let me know if you like the civvies episodes, civvies out there, listen, uh, and, uh, let me know, uh, if you've got any funny stories yourself. So as always, everybody, it can always be worse. Thanks for listening.